Empire. Welcome to In the Clubhouse, a podcast about the Washington Nationals and Major League Baseball. I'm your host, Richard. In this episode, I sit down with Eric Brodkowitz, a member of Israel's national baseball team. During the interview, we talked about what it is like representing Israel in this upcoming Olympics, how we got into baseball, and what it is like to play for a national baseball team. So, let's get into the clubhouse. Hi, Eric. Thanks. Thank you for joining us today for this episode of In the Clubhouse. Hey, great to be here. Thanks for having me. Awesome. So let's get started. Um, how did you get like started with the baseball? What like got you really motivated growing up about the sport? Yeah. So my dad, you know, played baseball in college. He had played baseball all through growing up. Uh, my grandfather on my mom's side had played baseball growing up also. Um, and so it was really something that, you know, was integrated almost with my family. And, you know, kind of among that, you know, my family identity has also, and maybe we'll get into this a little bit later, has been very much associated with Judaism also. So that'll tie in a little bit later. But um, yeah, so I, I've been playing baseball really my entire life. I think the first picture that I have of of when I was sort of a baby was, you know, me with a tiny baseball glove laying down in my my dad's arms. And so it was something that I've really been doing forever. And it's, you know, I continued to play throughout my entire time in high school. I played in college. Um, I was able to go to Yale because I played baseball. Um, So really, you know, it's been something that, I've been very blessed to have a lot of opportunities really come from baseball. And it's something that, you know, I really have loved doing my entire life. You know, it's a sport that is just very rewarding. It's also very humbling and it's just, you know, something that that's really a lot of fun, but it's also a challenge and it's something that you consistently need to work for and you're never going to be perfect at it. And so it's really something that was just a great, development tool I guess for me as a person Um, but it's also something that you know it's a sport everyone loves playing sports it was something that I loved doing I loved going out there and I loved competing and I loved you know winning with my team and that really to me was the ultimate reward of everything is you know you put in all the hard work but really it's just great to be able to compete and win as a team and so, yeah, baseball really been playing, playing my whole life. And it's, some, you know, afforded me a lot of really, really great opportunities. Yeah, that sounds awesome. So you were born right outside Washington, D.C. Um, so obviously I have to ask you this being a Nationals themed podcast. Um, you know, were you have you gone to baseball, Nationals baseball games uh, growing up? And uh, if so, like, who's your favorite Nationals player and why? Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> yes. The answer is I've, I've absolutely gone to tons of Nationals games of growing up. Um, you know, so we originally moved to D.C., I want to say in 2001 or so. Mm-hmm. So I've been here the entire time that the Nationals had been the Nationals. I think that was 2005 or so that they yep. moved. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So, yeah, it was, you know, great to have a local team. And once they moved out of RFK and they moved into Nats Park, you know, it's an absolutely gorgeous stadium and it has such a great environment. And it really is just, you know, a great place to really to watch a game. Um, in terms of who my favorite player, you know, it's hard to say anyone but Scherzer. Just me personally being a pitcher mm-hmm. and seeing the way that that guy gets out there and just dominates and competes. And I mean, his ferocity and intensity, it's just, it's something that, you know, as a pitcher and as a competitor, it's something that you look to someone like that and you just really admire, you know, that guy is going to give his all in any given circumstance. And it's something that is really, really cool to watch. I mean, granted he has some of the best stuff and some of the best, you know, pitches that, anyone in the big leagues does, but I mean, you just see him. I, I, I don't remember which game it was, but there was, you know, a couple of games in the playoffs a couple of years ago where he wasn't even pitching and you can just see the intensity and the ferocity and just the desire to win in the dugout. And it's just, you know, watching him as a competitor, not just as a pitcher. I mean, watching him as a pitcher is obviously beautiful and masterful and, you know, he's such a master of his craft, but he's just such a fierce competitor that it just really, it's a, it's a great experience to be able to watch. And, you know, for any, I guess, kids, you know, that's the way that you go out there and you just compete and you, that ferocity is just going to help you dominate sort of the way that he does. That sounds great. And it totally makes sense. You're a pitcher. He's a pitcher. I, I could have gone on that. Um, so, you know, as a pitcher, um, what are some of your go-to pitches and like, how did you kind of like develop them like throughout your career and how are you constantly improving? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, one of the things that has always been a staple for me is the ability to get ahead of hitters. And then to be able to sort of mix pitches around, um, I would say different stages in my career, I've had different quote unquote best pitches. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, growing up, my changeup was probably my best pitch. And it was something that, you know, or a great changeup is going to be the best pitch for anyone, just because it's so hard for any hitter to hit just because it's really hard to pick up. It's really hard to, you know, see the depth perception. It's really, it's just, it's a really, really good, good pitch um i would say in college i might have gotten away from it a little bit and tended more towards my slider which i developed at yale um with my pitching coach there um and it was something that you know i didn't really have going into college but it was something that you know just through repetition through going through the motions and really you know working on that consistently in bullpens and you know experimenting around with it playing catch with it different ways it's something that you really just learn how to throw it to you know really the best of your best of your ability and so it's a lot of repetition and it's a lot of sort of experimentation but really once you get out there it's just having confidence in the pitch and you know sort of letting it rip and having confidence that you know, your, your best pitch is going to beat the hitter's best sort of no matter what the pitch is. Um, I would say towards, you know, the later parts of my college career, my best pitch was probably just the ability to throw an inside fastball. 
just because if you can really run a fastball in, it's again one of the hardest pitches, the hardest pitches to hit in baseball. So the ability to sort of command the fastball definitely elevated to be something that was was really, you know, a plus pitch for me. Awesome. So let's move to talking about the Olympics and playing for Team Israel. I'm really super excited. Um, just in general, I'll, I'll, I'll throw it out there. I'm Jewish myself. Um, you know, having the team a team out there, kind of like representing Israel. Um, so, why did you choose to play for Team Israel, and like, what does it mean to you professionally and personally? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, as as I had sort of alluded to at the beginning. I've been playing baseball and it's been a part of sort of my family upbringing for my entire life. And, you know, a big part of my family upbringing has also been my Jewish identity. My grandfather, who I spoke about a little bit earlier, was the one who actually, you know, coached me for my bar mitzvah. Uh, and so it's, it's, you know, my Jewish identity has been really integrated with my family identity throughout my entire time growing up. Um, when I was at Yale, you know, I was a constant attendee to Chabad. Uh, you know, I'm still very good friends with the rabbis there. In fact, you know, I actually was fortunate enough to be able to stay over there when I, you know, was recently back on campus, you know, so it's really been something that I've looked, it, it's been something that's been very important to me throughout my entire life growing up. And, you know, my Jewish identity is something that really is something that I continue to, you know, want to develop. And it's something that is going to be with me for my entire life. Um, so I guess transitioning over to, you know, Team Israel, it was something that our head coach, his son plays at Columbia, or I guess just is about to graduate. Um, but regardless, he plays at Columbia. I played at Yale. So, you know, in the same Ivy League, we played each other multiple times every year. Um, he'd seen me pitch a couple times my senior year, and it was, I guess he looked at, you know, my name in the roster, and he goes, Brodko, it's like, that kid has to be Jewish. <laughs> <laughs> and so it was really the case that, you know, he called my coach after, you know, we unfortunately lost in the Ivy League championship to his son's team. Uh, so uh, I think he gave it the appropriate amount of space where it didn't feel like he was overstepping, but he called my coach and asked if I, you know, had any potential interest to want to be a part of this team. And so, you know, the pitch wasn't, Hey, do you want to be a part of the Israeli Olympic team? It was, Hey, do you want to, you know, be a part of the Israeli national team mm -hmm. uh, to be a part of this? You have to become an Israeli citizen, but you know, ultimately, there through a series of tournaments, we could hopefully make it to the Olympics. And so it really was not a straightforward shot at all. It was something that, you know, he walked me through, oh, okay, we got to win this tournament, and then we got to, you know, place, we got to win another series, and then we got to place top five in another tournament, and then we got to win another tournament to get to the Olympics. And it's like, all right, well, you know, I would love for the chance to be able to continue to play baseball in a competitive manner and to be able to play for something that, you know, I really felt passionate about and something that I wanted to continue to win for, you know, for me, I was, you know, on a very successful college baseball team. We won uh, the Ivy league championship one year. We won the Ivy league championship regular season. Another year uh, we lost in the championship game two times. So, you know, it was something that we really, were successful and it was something that was really what brought me the most joy and most pride as a player is 
our team's collective success. So the ability to take that and then be able to do that for Israel was something that was a really, really cool experience. And it was something that, you know, the ability to keep playing baseball and to keep playing competitively and to potentially bring pride to the state of Israel was really, really an enticing opportunity. Um, you know, lo and behold, we won the first tournament. We won the best two out of three series. <laughs> we placed top five in the next tournament. Uh, and then we won the last tournament and, you know, ultimately made it to the Olympics. But the pitch for me wasn't really, hey, do you want to play on Team Israel in the Olympics? Which obviously, you know, if that was the pitch, obviously, yes. But the pitch to me was, hey, do you want to, you know, come play baseball for Team Israel and be able to continue to compete and represent the state of Israel? So, you know, it was an opportunity that I was given in 2018 before we played in a bunch of those aforementioned tournaments in 2019. Um, and it's something that, you know, I've been very, very fortunate to be a part of, and it's been, you know, a really, really cool experience. Awesome. I can't wait to see um, Olympic baseball. Are you nervous about playing on such a big stage? I mean, the Olympics is, you know, pretty big. A lot of people tune into it. <laughs> Uh, I, I don't know. No, I'm going to say no, you know, okay. ultimately what it comes down to is you and the catcher and you make your pitches and you try to get the guy out. Mm -hmm. You know, when I was in college, I played on TV a couple of times when we uh, won that Ivy league championship, we went and played at Oregon state. Um, granted that was 6,000 people, but it was on TV and you know, this is going to be, even without foreign fans, I'm sure, you know, if we're playing Japan, they're going to fill the stadium with 40,000 people or whatever the capacity with COVID is, is going to be. So it's going to be a little bit different, but, you know, it's the cool experience to really be able to play in front of so many people and on an international stage and to be able to represent and ultimately just sort of flush those things out. And, you know, you go out there and you compete, you know, it's, it's ultimately, I mean, I've, we've all, everyone who's on this team has played in enough big games where, you know, it may not be the same magnitude as the Olympics where the crowds are bigger, but you played in enough big games that, you know, control of the emotions is a really big part of what makes you successful as you continue to progress in your career. And so it's something that, you know, it's going to be something that I've never experienced before pitching in front of that many people. But that said, you know, it's something that I'm looking forward to. And I, I'd love to really be able to compete on that stage. And I think everyone on our team sort of looks at it the same way. It's just a really cool opportunity to be able to go out there and compete. And, you know, we're trying to win. You know, we're trying, we're trying to win the gold. We're really we're not just happy to be there. You know, our goal is to go there and and to win. And so we're going to put the best team that we can together to, to do that. And, you know, the goal is to win and it's not to like get your, you know, two minutes on TV, but it's between, you know, the pitcher and catcher and just figure it out and work through it. And, and yeah, you make your pitches and try to beat the other guy. Um, so I'm not really that familiar, um, I apologize, um, of like the the bracket set up for the Olympics. Um, so maybe you can take me through that. And then also like have they given like has the team kind of like prepared you saying, okay, you're going to be pitching in this game or like in this situation or is it 
kind of like you're just, you know, just like you're just going to be ready when they're ready. Yeah. So just because we still have, I think, four, a little little over four months left, Mm -hmm. I would say the final two teams that are going to be in Tokyo haven't even been set yet. Um, So the other four, so one's Japan, um, I believe Mexico and Korea also won tournaments in 2019 to get them to the Olympics. But, you know, the final two teams were going to be determined by a tournament in 2020 that ultimately didn't happen. And I think one of them may be happening now, but I'm not, I'm not necessarily sure. Um, But essentially there's six teams and yeah, I, I also am not entirely familiar with the, actual setup in the way that you know whether it's around robin or anything um how that works mm-hmm. but I'm, I'm sure that they they have it set up in, <laughs> in the right way um and sort of you know regarding your second question there's sort of a lot of question marks because we are still four months out we've added a couple more people to the team who are potentially going to compete for roster spots and so nothing right now is really set in stone like the roster is not even set in stone and it won't be until July. Um, And so we have a training camp coming up in May. uh, And so that's really going to be the first opportunity to really show yourself and to compete. And by first opportunity, I don't mean really first opportunity because most of the guys on the team have played on the team in the past, but you know, that was two years ago, essentially at this point. So um, everyone kind of needs to show up and prove that they're, that they're, you know, going to be on the team again before anyone can really think of what their specific role is going to be on the team. Are you? Um, are you so, yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no. I'm, I'm, are you flying over to Israel for the training, or like, um, like, what's the like? Are you doing it here in the U.S.? I mean, there are some players that have like Israeli and American dual citizenship. So, like, what is the What's the plan for that? Yeah, so it's actually in Arizona. At, oh. I'm not sure which team, but at a, at a major league team spring training facility. I don't remember which team. But, um, yeah, so I would say that a, a pretty sizable majority of the team are Israeli-American or American-Israelis. So mm-hmm. everyone on the team has Israeli citizenship. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, as a requisite for being on the team, you had to get Israeli citizenship, or you had to, you know, already be a citizen. Um, excuse me. Uh, and so, you know, a, a lot, a pretty sizable portion of the team are guys that, you know, may have grown up in the United States, um, but made Aliyah to become Israeli citizens to be a part of it. Um, that said, there's also a number of guys, you know, Shlomo Lippitz, Tal Errol, Asaf Lohengard, there's, there's, um, alone Leishman that are really they grew up in Israel um, and you know Israel is something that baseball in Israel is something that's you know still I would say a little bit more developed than its infancy but it's still you know sort of hitting the ground running and so it's not something that you know we have the real setup where every kid plays literally growing up it's still a developing sport um, and so, you know, a big part of this is our trying to popularize baseball in Israel and to continue to show, you know, if Israeli kids are seeing baseball on the Olympics on TV and they're seeing Israel playing that, um, then to 
continue to grow the interest in the sport and to continue to grow baseball in the sport because, you know, it's something that's given all of us so much and we'd love to be able to continue to continue to grow the sport. Um, so, yeah, you know, we're kind of from all over. We all are Israelis, though. Um, and, and that's sort of the big unifying factor that we're all Israelis and we all want to win on behalf of Team Israel. Um, so when are you planning on heading to Japan for the Olympics? And like, what has it been like? I'm sure like emotionally because COVID hit last year, obviously the Olympics kind of didn't happen. And then, you know, you take that break, you know, you know, during the summer when you're supposed to be playing fall, um, winter gearing up now mentally. So what, what has been like the journey for you for that? Yeah. So it's, you know, it's been a long ride, I would say, to say the least. Um, it was, it's been, a, you know, a very, very tough year for everyone. Mm-hmm. I would say, you know, our experience and it's, it's also been difficult, but, you know, everyone on the team has stayed healthy. So that's, you know, a great thing. And so we've all kind of made it, made it out, you know, healthy out of it which you know we're fortunate to have been able to do so you know from a health perspective very you know blessed everyone on the team to have been able to make it through um you know from an emotional perspective it's definitely it was definitely difficult when everything got pushed back just because you know it's something that you had been working really hard for and then you just continue to prepare another year it's something that you know a lot of athletes sort of around the globe experience our college baseball team their season was canceled i think you know five games or so into the season last year and their season was again canceled this year so i think it's it's sort of you know a shared experience with a lot of athletes right now that you really work hard and it's something that is really disappointing, but, you know, we're fortunate enough to be able to have the opportunity to participate this year. Um, and so we're going to be there where we kept working throughout the past year, you know, kept going, <laughs> kept getting opportunities to continue to get better. And, you know, I'm, I'm sure everyone on the team is really taking advantage of those opportunities. Um, so, yeah, it's, you know, emotionally, it was tolling, I guess, back then. Um, but, you know, we're in the here and now we're, four months out and we're sort of all geared up to be as good as we can really, you know, competing for, for, for a gold medal, really, you know, we're, we're here, we're going to be ready. Besides winning a gold medal, that would be awesome. What it like, what are, what else are you trying to get out of the experience? Yeah. So like we mentioned, like I mentioned before, you know, one of the big things that we're trying to do is continue to popularize baseball in Israel. Um, It's a sport that has really given all of us so much. And, you know, to be able to continue to be a part of its development is something that's really, really meaningful. Um, Beyond that, you know, just the opportunity to represent Israel on a global stage is something that's also very, very rewarding. Um, so yeah, I, I, I would say, you know, we're all working to make Israel proud and to make, you know, all of our supporters and all the Jews sort of throughout the world to make everyone who's, you know, supporting us proud and to, you know, do our best. So it's not, you know, clearly we want to win, 
but we also, you know, want to keep developing baseball in Israel. And we really want to, you know, make all of our supporters, all the Jews, all the Israelis sort of proud and, you know, represent really well. Awesome. I'll definitely be rooting uh, in my house. We'll be rooting for you guys. Um, so we do something in the clubhouse here. It's lightning round. These are five questions and uh, answer with the first thing that comes to your mind. So are you ready? All right, let's do it. Okay. Favorite baseball movie? Sandlot. Uh, favorite baseball team growing up? Uh, you may kick me off the podcast, but uh, the Yankees. My dad, <laughs> my dad grew up in the Bronx, and and as I mentioned before, uh, he was a big part of my baseball life. But the Nats are a close second. My wife is a huge Yankee fan. I'm originally from New York, so I I get it. I get it. <laughs> Favorite baseball stadium? Ooh, it's a tough one. Um, I think Wrigley Field. Okay, everybody answers these questions with this with my with my next question: Wrigley or Fenway? <laughs> I've never been to Fenway, and as a Yankees fan, I don't think I can answer that. So, uh, I'm gonna go <laughs> nice favorite current baseball player to watch. It's hard to say anyone but Mike Trout, and you know a lot of the stuff that I mentioned about Scherzer before he sort of embodies from the hitter's perspective. He's just, I mean, he's the best hitter right now and he's the best player, but he plays the game in such the right way with the competitiveness and just the ferocity and wanting to win. And just, you know, he's such a complete player that it's an awesome privilege to be able to watch him, you know, continue to excel in his prime. Well, Eric, you made it through the lightning round. Um, so I really do appreciate you taking the time uh, to talk to me. I'm going to be, as I said, I'm going to be rooting for you. Um, I guess the time difference might be a little bit off. I might not catch every single moment, but I'll definitely be rooting for you and the and Team Israel. So good luck in the Olympics and thanks for coming on to yeah, the show. This will do it for this episode. Absolutely. Thanks for having Clubhouse. me. Awesome. If you like this episode, please make sure to like, review, and rate this podcast on your favorite podcasting platform. And you can follow us on all the major social media channels at The Naps Report. 